From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. One of the most common diseases of advancing age is chronic knee osteoarthritis, a condition which can cause pain and stiffness. Dr. Shali Dong, an assistant professor of physical medicine and rehabilitation who specializes in musculoskeletal pain management, is with me in the HealthLink on Air studio today to talk about this condition. Thank you for being here, Dr. Dong. Thank you for having me. So is osteoarthritis in the knees, is this something that everyone is going to develop if they live long enough? I think it's a fair statement. Um, Those osteoarthritis is a degenerative changes of the joints. It's caused by the damage and breakdown of cartilage between bones. Sometimes when we look at patients' x-ray, such as knee x-ray, we talk about some bone-on-bone picture. So that means the cartilage between the bones is very thin because of wear and tear. So the cartilage is sort of a cushion? It's a cushion between the bones. Okay, and then over time it sort of wears down? Yeah. it's Okay. So what are the symptoms um, that would tell a person that maybe they've got osteoarthritis? What would they feel or experience? Uh, the usually this osteoarthritis can cause patients pain, stiffness, like just in the joint area, or does the pain go places? Um, the pain rarely go to places, but sometimes they can re- have the referred pain to some other places in the body. But most likely, we will focus on the joints per se, and they will have the pain. That's a major uh, complaints from patients with osteoarthritis and uh, stiffness, uh, hard to walk, hard to walk, uh, swelling. Um, and, so uh, it really can impact their life, their ability to get around or absolutely. exercise or any. Okay. Absolutely. Now, is this um, we've talked about is de- degenerative? So you see it mostly in older people, but how how young would someone maybe develop this? Uh, for osteoarthritis per se, I would say surprisingly, uh, just within the last few days, I saw quite. Uh, some younger patients, age 30 to 40, have already have this advanced osteoarthritis already. Um, so, you know, I think the aging is actually getting younger uh, than we expected. Wow. Well, is there anything people can do to protect their joints from getting osteoarthritis? I would say um, maintain a healthy weight, exercise will be the best way to go. Okay. Okay. And then um, you mentioned, is it images that you take? Do you take x-rays to see whether, you, you said bone on bone. Is that, is you, do you see that through an x-ray? X-ray is a standard image study we do for the patient with uh, uh, knee pain. Uh, we can also do MRI or CT if we suspect some soft tissue or other meniscus uh, uh, um, pathology. Now, we mentioned knees, but does osteoarthritis show up in... I don't know, ankles and shoulders and other joints, or is it mostly knees? Uh, osteoarthritis can affect every joint in your body, in our body. Uh, so it definitely can affect uh, many joints in the body. Uh, but uh, the uh, concern, a lot of people complain about knee pain because we use a knee every day. We walk, we stand up. Uh, so we use the knee uh, every day. So a lot of people complain about the knee pain. As a matter of fact, the chronic painful knee osteoarthritis is actually a major cause of uh, disability in our older adults. Oh, I bet. I bet. All right. Uh, now, do you track 
uh, is there like is there a degree of osteoarthritis? Do you track it if someone comes in and they're having a little bit of pain? Do you um, watch and are you able to see it get worse over time? Um, yes. Um, from the X-ray, there's a grade. Uh, grade one, grade two, grade three, grade four, that we can uh, grade patients' uh, osteoarthritis, the severity of the osteoarthritis based on the x-ray. However, we don't treat patient through the x-ray. We treat patient by the person. By what they're experiencing. As, as a person. Okay. Uh, so uh, sometimes the x-ray may show kind of moderate osteoarthritis, but patient have significant pain and significantly limit their uh, activity level, uh, we also want to treat the patient earlier so that they can maintain their activity level. Well, I want to get into the treatment options for this, but let me remind listeners, this is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. Uh, I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Assistant Professor of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation, Dr. Shali Dong, and the topic is osteoarthritis. So we hear about people who end up, you know, getting a knee, knee joint replacement. But are there other things, other options for people before they get to that point or maybe can avoid surgery altogether? Um, managing this knee osteoarthritis can be a challenge. So the traditional conservative treatment for chronic knee osteoarthritis include uh, we call non-steroid anti-inflammatory medications, also called NSAIDs. Wait, uh, non-steroidal, that's like Motrin? Motrin, Aleve, yeah, um, those medications. Okay. And uh, we also can also include steroid injections. And uh, sometimes uh, providers also use opioid uh, for the treatment of the pain. We've heard about the opioid use and, uh, and then and steroid injections. Yes. Um, what about physical therapy? Is that ever... Physical therapy is also a standard treatment for the knee osteoarthritis. Okay. Now, do these things, that we, the medications, do they work? Well, the medications, uh, they work uh, sometimes, initially, especially. Uh, so the medication uh, may be a daily regimen. Uh, and also, they provide some short-term pain relief. Also, uh, especially for those medications, like opioids, they come with risks, which include opioid abuse, or dependence. Um, and there's some people that don't want to take opioids because of that, or can't for, because of that, the, the risk of addiction. That's right. Um, and then, you know, steroid injections and um, NSAIDs, they may also have, there may be patients that aren't able to take those as well. There's always some side effects for the NSAIDs and also steroid injections. And also steroid injections, they provide months pain relief. They may need to repeat several times per year. Uh, another thing I want to mention is that uh, even for the surgery, like a knee replacement surgery, it's not option for everyone. Uh, they have their indications. Uh, so actually, there are studies show that the average patient with chronic knee pain wait about average nine years until they are ready or qualify for surgery. Um, so people, patient can, you know, not everyone is a surgical candidate because of their BMI, also called body mass index, because of their age, because they have their comorbidities. And, uh, there are other health issues. Yeah, there are other health issues or sometimes lacking of the supporting system. 
All right. So that's a good point that surgery isn't an option for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, But that you mentioned a nine years, people on average wait nine years before they go through with the surgery. So people are sort of tolerating this, it sounds like, or trying to. They are trying to tolerate. As long as they can. Yes, they are trying to tolerate the pain as much as they can until they get to the point uh, they can be qualified for the surgery or um, can be the proper candidate for the surgery. Well, I know that you're offering something new, um, an alternative to these things, and I wanted to hear more about it. So what is is the Cool Leaf Knee-Cooled Radio Frequency Treatment? Yeah, the procedure I want to introduce today to the Central New York um, people are called cooled radio frequency genicular nerve treatment, also known as cool leaf. And it's a minimally invasive outpatient procedure that can bring non-surgical pain relief to those suffering from chronic knee pain. Uh, the pro- procedure uses radio frequency energy to deactivate the nerves responsible for sending pain signals to our brain. Uh, it is also the first and only thermal radio frequency treatment cleared by the FDA to relieve chronic, moderate to severe knee pain caused by osteoarthritis. Huh. So how does this work? Uh, so this procedure targets genicular nerves. The genicular nerves are the nerves carry the pain signal from the knee joint to the brain. A radio frequency generator transmits a small current of radio frequency energy to thermally deactivate the genicular nerves. And are those nerves like right in the knee area? It's uh, surrounding the knee joint. Okay. So do you make, uh, is there an incision or how do, you, how do you get to the nerve? There's no incision. That's the benefit of this procedure. Uh, so we get to the nerve uh, under the fluoroscopic guidance. So does the patient come in, um, are they awake during the procedure? Most of them, yeah, they are awake during the procedure. We can give them conscious sedation to make them uh, kind of numb the pain. We use local anesthetic to numb the pain. We also can use conscious sedation to make patient feel less pain during the procedure. Okay, all right. And how long does it take, the procedure? The procedure takes less than one hour. Uh, depends on the time, you know, depends on the treatment the patient will need, but usually less than one hour. And do, what does it feel like to the patient? Do, do, they, do they have any sensation when you're working? We will use local anesthetic to numb the skin area and also numb the tissue. Uh, so the patient will feel minimal discomfort during the procedure. However, it's still a needle. I would not say it's going to be 100% pain-free. Okay. So there is a little bit of, uh, you can feel the needle a little bit. Yes. So um, what are the risks of this procedure? Like any procedure, uh, you know, the risk of associated with the procedure can include bleeding, infection, injury with surrounding organs, and sometimes worsening of the pain. So that's why before we do this radio frequency treatment of the genicular nerves, we do two times nerve block. We under uh, fluoroscope guidance and also use local anesthetic, uh, we will targeting the nerves using the local anesthetic medication and trying to uh, do the nerve block first before we proceed to the uh, radio frequency uh, treatment. Okay, so to make sure that the nerve block is effective before you proceed. 
That's right. Uh, so we will consider the test to be successful if the patient experiences over 50% pain relief for over 24 hours following the nerve block. Okay. Now, who is the ideal patient for this procedure? I would say the ideal patient for this procedure is uh, for those people who suffered from chronic osteoarthritis-related pain, and yet surgery is not an option due to medical reasons. Okay. And is there any uh, type of patient that would not be a candidate for this procedure? Uh, the contraindication for this procedure is very rare. Uh, I would say if patients have significant cardiovascular complications and uh, have uh, on anticoagulation uh, or some other se- severe COPD, uh, theirs can be considered kind of relative contraindication, but they should talk with us, get a consultation first to see if they are still able to get the procedure. Well, let's talk about results. How do the results of this cool leaf procedure compare with, say, medications or, or surgery? Uh, so this procedure got FDA approval based on a uh, study comparison study between the radiofrequency treatment to intraarticular steroid injection. Uh, so in that study, uh, they found that at six months, cool radiofrequency provided significantly greater and longer lasting pain relief, improved physical function, and higher patient satisfaction than the intraarticular steroid injection. Compared to surgery, I would say this procedure, the cooled radiofrequency treatment procedure, also called, called, known as cool leaf, is a minimally invasive outpatient procedure. There does not require incision. Uh, it's not a surgery. Patient can go back to uh, go back home shortly after the procedure, and they recover very soon after procedure. And the procedure is supposed to last uh, up to twelve months of pain. Last, give the patient. Up to 12 months of pain relief. So up to a year of relief. Up to, a, up to 12 months of pain relief. Now, if you have the cool leaf, does that mean, I mean, years later you might still be a surgical candidate or, or not? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, actually, the benefits of this cooled radiofrequency treatment or cool leaf is that the patient can function without pain. Uh, then they can work on, on the exercises, on losing weight, or actually they can be qualified if they are not a surgical candidate before because of their high BMI. By uh, exercising, by losing weight, they can actually become the candidate for the surgery. That's good to know. Yes. Well, I want to make sure our listeners have the phone number for more information. It's uh, 315-464-1569, and we'll also have that on our website as well. I want to thank you for being here to share this information. My guest has been Dr. Shali Dong, an assistant professor of physical medicine and rehabilitation at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.